Ooh. Uh, right. Ooh, ouch. Oh, I can't find the light. All the lights have gone off. Ooh, goodness, what's that? Oop. Oop, whoop, sorry, plant. Um, right, where's my uh, torch? Where is everything? Oh, hold on. Right, hold on. Yes, there we go. Hi, hi. Uh, the lights have gone off, and um, I'm in the dark. And uh, I don't really like the dark, because in the dark, I feel totally alone, unlike I'm by myself. And when I'm in the dark, I feel scared and like bad things are going to get me. And when I'm in the dark, um, I don't know what I'm doing and I'm bumping into things and I'm totally lost. It's really like scary being in the dark. Um, and so in a moment, I'm going to go and uh, try and find why the lights aren't working. But I'm just discovering that when you walk in darkness, you really need a big light to let you know the way, look. This is a tiny light. That's not going to do any good to me. I need a big light to be able to see myself and see everything else. I need to, big lights everywhere. And then when I have a light, then I'll be able to not be by myself and I'll be happy and the darkness will all be chased away when I have a proper light. So I'm finding this whole thing about being in the dark very tricky and I need to sort it out. So while I'm doing that, why don't you go and see a friend of mine uh, called Case Clues, and he's going to help us solve the mystery of the light in the darkness. So, excuse me a minute. Oh, ouch. No, that's not right. Oh, right. Uh, no. People are talking. This is big. They say it's sweeter than honey. They say it's more precious than gold. Who are they? And what is this Bible they're talking about? Hmm, what a mystery. They say it's a book, and that God speaks through it. Well, it's a good job I'm called Detective Case Clues. I do love a good case, and I always find all the clues. Now, where is my magnifying glass? I'm sure I left it around here somewhere. Aha, I knew it. It was in my other hand the whole time. Another case solved. No time to lose. Let's get to the office and investigate this golden book. Yes. Hello? Ah, hi, Morris. Great to hear from you. Uh-huh. No. Really? Oh dear. Well, yeah, well, if you're in the darkness, I need to investigate this. The light, the light in the darkness. Yeah, no problem. Leave it with me. I'll get back to you. Right. Okay. We need to investigate the light in the darkness. The case of the light in the darkness. Where will we go? I know. The Bible. All the answers are in this book. Let's have a look. Uh-huh. Let's have a look. Let's have a look. Hmm. Here we go. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 2. 
The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. What does that all mean? The people walking in darkness. Well, what's darkness all about? What does darkness mean? Oh, oh, I don't like this. Oh, I can't see anyone. Help! I don't like the dark. Hmm, I need some help with this case. Let's think. I know. Why don't I call my mini detectives? Mini detectives! Hi, Case. I'm in the lounge. Hi, Case. Hi, Case. I'm in the bedroom. Hi, Hi Case. Case. We're in our backyard. Hi, Case. We're sitting on our stairs in our house. Hey, Case. We're in the car. Hi, Case. I'm in the garage. Hi, Case. We're in the garden. Hi, Case. We're in the street. Hey, hey Case. We're, we're in the living room. room. Hi Kish. Hi Kish. We're on our bunk bed in the dark. In the dark. Hi Kish. We're in the bedroom. Ah, oh, thanks guys. Right. Isaiah 9 verse 2 says the people were walking in darkness. But I need to know, what does darkness mean? What's it all about? When you're in the dark, you can't see properly. It's really scary. It's lonely. You don't know what to do. Ah, I see. Okay, so so the people are walking in darkness and they're living in the land of deep darkness. That means they're just b bumping into each other and, and bumping into things, right? Where's that? They couldn't find God. They couldn't know God. They couldn't get rid of all the things they did wrong. They weren't protected from people that could hurt them. Oh, wow. Oh, that sounds awful. So, so they don't know God and, and God's not with them? Well, what do they need? They, they need God! so much better. I can see you now. So, so the people walking in darkness, they saw a great light. Oh, oh, that's so much better. Being in the light, so much better than darkness. So, so these guys who are, are walking in darkness, they, they need light so they can see where they're going, so it can show them the way. So they're not alone. And so they're, they're protected. And look at this. It's not any light, it's a great light! Wow, that must have been something special. They must have been delighted. They must have been so relieved. But hang on, who is or what is this great light? It's Jesus! Jesus is the light. He shows us who God is. Ah! So Jesus, who came into this world, who will remember at Christmas time, he is the light. Well, 
just like a Christmas present, this case is all wrapped up. Let's make a note. So, we found out that the darkness is a picture of how bad it is without God. But when the light comes, when the great light, when Jesus comes, it really is amazing. Case solved. Back to you, Mo. Oh, you've just caught me. Just sorting everything out. There we go, plant. Sorry about that. Lights back where they should be. Don't tell anyone. I ruined the studio. And um, thanks, Case, for keeping everyone entertained while I was just sorting everything out. I uh, just hadn't uh, switched the lights on properly. So anyway, it's all sorted out now. But Case told us, didn't he, that when the Bible talks about us being in darkness, it means that we can't find God. And the people the Bible was talking about being in darkness, they were lonely, they were separated from everybody else like I felt. When they were in the dark, they felt weighed down by everything that was wrong and sad. And they weren't protected from all the things, bad things that could hurt them. That's how I felt in the dark too. It was a horrible darkness. But Jesus brings light to all of those types of darkness. People walking in darkness, when Jesus comes, they see a great light. Now way back in the summer, way, way back, you might remember when it was sunny and warm outside, some of the kids and the kids' leaders from church and young people made a song video along to a brilliant song about how God's word is light, telling us that hearing God's word when we learn about Jesus, it has the power to help us when we feel in darkness, when we feel alone or weighed down or scared of the things that can hurt us. So, time for you to get out of your seats at home, to sing along, to dance, watch out for the brilliant air guitar in the video, and let's sing together a light and a hammer. It's a light and a hammer, 
puts a fire in the sword It's the voice of a father, the word of the Lord The blade of the spirit can cut through the soul And God will use it to make us whole Christ that makes us new. Know the Son of God, the Word whose Word is true. Our King has spoken to us, so there is no place for pride. He gives hearts of flesh and changes us inside. It's a light and a hammer, it's a fire and a sword It's the voice of the Father, the word of the Lord The blade of the Spirit can cut to the soul And God will use it It's a light and a hammer, it's a fire and a sword It's the voice of the Father, the word of the Lord The blade of the Spirit can cut to the soul And God will use it to make us whole Sorry, you caught me. I was still going with the air guitar. Isn't that a great tune? Well done, everyone. Hope you got into it at home. Amazing stuff. Well done, everybody. Well, we found out that the Bible says people walk in darkness, but Jesus is the light. Now, why are we talking about this today? Well, today is the beginning of a season called Advent, which means waiting. And it's the particular time of the year in the weeks coming up to Christmas that we think about waiting for Jesus to come and bring us light. So December is a good time for that, isn't it? Because it is very dark outside and we're waiting for the light and warmth of Christmas to come. And our reading that we're going to have now um, helps us think about how is it that Jesus brings light to the darkness that we experience and why we're waiting for him? The people walking in darkness have seen a great light and those living in a land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest. As warriors rejoice, when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Modin's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their opposer. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be designed for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace, there will be no end. He will reign on David's, David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. 
Well, thanks, Mayor family. Great reading. Let's look at those verses again. Do you see at the start of our passage, it said, the people who walk in darkness have seen a great light. And it's talking about Jesus saying all the darkness that we feel, the loneliness and the fear, Jesus will cast away, will bring light to the way that we feel like that. Let's look at two ways that he does that in this passage. First, look at verse three. It says, you have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. So how does Jesus get rid of the darkness and the cold and the loneliness? He organizes a big party. He enlarges the nation and then invites everybody in and says, rejoice and sing and dance the way you do when you've got lots of food or when the people that are against you have been defeated. That's what Jesus is going to do to bring light to our darkness. Let's look at verse, look at verse five, what verse five says. It says, every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. So how is Jesus going to bring light to our darkness? He's going to take every warrior's boot and every garment rolled in blood. So everything that's left over from when people fight, everything that scares us and we're worried about, everything that might make us fear for our lives, Jesus is going to take all of that away and do away with it, like burn it in a fire. So anything that you're scared of, anything that you're worried might hurt you, Jesus is going to get rid of it. So the passage says, the people walking in darkness see a great light, that's Jesus. And Jesus brings light by gathering everybody who wants to come into a huge party together and by defeating and crushing all of our enemies, all the things we're worried about hurting us. Well, I think that's amazing, but I want to understand it even more. And I've got two friends who might be able to help us understand that. So let's see who they are and what they've got to say. Hardbarks and zebras, penguins and pigs, buffalo, beetles and geese. Come and join in with the animal crew at Zoe the Zookeeper Zoo. Hippos that splash, tigers that roar, Zoe's got something for you. So let's gather round and get set to explore at Zoe the Zookeeper Zoo. Hello little zookeepers, my name's Zoe and I'm a zookeeper. Well hasn't it been great looking at darkness with Morris and Case Clues? I've got a darkness challenge for you. So I'm going to turn up the lights and I want you to say whether I'm alone or if some of my animals are with me. Are you ready? Lights out! lights on. Look, I've got a monkey and an owl and another monkey with me. 
Did you think I was alone? Right, let's try again. And lights off. Okay, and lights on. Look, I've got lots more animals with me this time. Did you think I was alone that time? Okay, we're going to try it one more time. And lights off. Okay, and lights on. Look at how many animals I have with me. There are so many. I wasn't alone in the darkness at all. Well, when we're in the darkness that Morris and Kay's clues were talking about, it can seem like we're alone. It can feel like there isn't anyone around us and that can make us feel really sad. When I was in the darkness, we couldn't tell if I was alone or if there were lots of animals around me. But as soon as we turned on the lights, we could see that I was never alone. There were always animals with me. And when Jesus brings light into our darkness, we're not alone. See, Isaiah 9 verse 3 says, God has enlarged the nation and increased the joy. Jesus has brought us into a new, huge family, the church. And that means that we're never alone. Being part of this new family is great news and it gives us great joy, just like Isaiah said. The darkness doesn't seem lonely anymore because Jesus has given us this family. There are even more people in this family than there are animals in my zoo. Well, usually we see our church family on a Sunday and when we can't see them at the moment, it can make us feel like they're not there. But they still are. Maybe you can see them talking in the chat at the moment. Or maybe you see them in some of the kids' videos and the church videos. And they're still there and they're still our family. So it's great news that we're not alone anymore in the darkness. And that's because of Jesus. Well, I hope that helps, Mo. Back to you. Incoming message. Move at the speed of light How many gigawatts makes the DeLorean take flight? How does R2-D2 get up the stairs? Why do Ewoks look like teddy bears? As sci-fi, he's a knowledgeable guy Sci-fi, in case you've ever wondered why The Hulk is green, or how Superman can fly The guy you need to ask is called Long time ago in a galaxy far, far away is the opening crawl to my favourite ever film, which is Star Wars! <laughs> That's right, Star Wars! It's great to see you, Super Psychics! Sci-Fi says hi! Hi, Sci-Fi! Wow, I can hear you all so loud and clear. You're coming over coming to me over the internet over Sci-Fi's Wi-Fi! You sound amazing. Are we ready to begin? Let's do the super sci-fi drill. 
eyes watching, ears listening, and mouth fantastic. You've all remembered that so so well. Sci-fi broadcasting from the super sci-fi super base is super proud of my super psychics. Well, what am I doing today? Well, like a lot of you, I've been stuck at home for a while in the super sci-fi base. It's not too bad though. I get to watch Star Wars and I get to play with or arrange my sci-fi toys. Look, all my Star Wars toys are amazing. Should we get some out? Yeah! Yes! Let's get some out. So, I wonder if anyone could tell me who this little fellow is. Okay, at the back there, next to Eleanor, I think it's Evangeline. A stormtrooper. That's right, Evangeline. It is a stormtrooper. Oh, look at him with his lovely helmet on and his white armor, ready for battle. Let's try another one then, shall we? So, we've got a very special character here. Anybody tell me who this is? Okay, you over there. That's it. Next to Bolu. Boba Fett. It's Boba Fett. That's right. Look at him, Boba Fett. He looks very scary, doesn't he? He's got a big gun, but also helmet, body armor, ready for battle. Right. Now, I think we all know who this little fellow is. Dun, 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 dun. Dun 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 Ooh! Who's this one? The whole place is shouted together because we all know, don't we? Shout out together on three. One, two, three. Yes! Wow, I can hear you all loud and clear, super sci-fi sidekicks. Darth Vader. Now do you know what I was noticing when I was looking at my Star Wars toys? They've all got a lot of armor on. Darth Vader, big helmet. Chest plates, armor, armor, shoulders, and then of course the stormtroopers. Every single body part: knees, arms, legs, head, shoulders, knees and toes. Knees and toes. Yes, armor on absolutely everywhere. And I was thinking, that can't be too comfortable. Imagine getting up for your breakfast and going down and having cornflakes in your arm and bashing. Oh, I can't get it in. It's not very nice, isn't it? In armor all the time. And that made me think that a lot of my other superhero toys, they've got armour as well. Who's this? Anybody know who this is? Right, look at the girl over there. Star-Lord. Star-Lord. Right, done. I'm not sure what your name is, but you sound a lot like Evangeline. I know her. There we go. Star-Lord. Look at him. Armor, chest on his um, on his rocket ooh, rocket thing, and then look at that it's a cool helmet, isn't it? And I was wondering, what would it be like to wear this armor all the time? So I tried on my own Star Lord helmet. Here it is. Are we ready, everyone? Oh yes. Oh, oh, it feels very good. It feels pretty cool. Being Star-Lord, for a little bit, but it's quite stuffy in there. Can't hear me very well. I was thinking, superheroes must like to take their armour off. Stormtroopers must like to get their armour off at the end of the day. Star-Lord likes to get his helmet off when he's not in battle. It's a bit of a pain, isn't it? 
it's not very nice having to wear armour. Because it makes you think, oh, someone's out there. They're going to get me. I'll put my armour on to make sure I am safe. But will there be a time when we don't need all of this armour? All of this stuff to protect us? Well, in the Bible verses we're reading today, we read that if you're Christians, yes, there will be. Because there'll be a big party. Like the end of Star, or end of Return of the Jedi, when it's a big party, when they've beaten the bad guys. The bad guys have been beaten. <coughs> Hooray! The bad Yay! guys are beaten. And the rebels and Luke Skywalker doesn't need his armor anymore because the battle's over. But we know the battles begin again. Oh no. Would there ever, ever be a time when we don't need our armor at all? When we'd be protected by Jesus. And that's what the promise of this verse is. One day we'll be able to throw away all the armour and throw away all the swords. And throw away anything that we have to put on that's uncomfortable to protect us. Because Jesus will protect us. Isn't that a super promise? Yes! yes! I was hoping I'd get a response there, and I did. You are super reliable, super psychics. Now, at this part of the service, we'd usually have a song, wouldn't we? But I don't think you want to hear me singing alone, because it sounds very good. So, I'm going to cut back to Morris that way, as I go this way. Bye, cat sci-fi super psychics! Bye! Brilliant. Thank you so much, Zoe the Zookeeper, and sci-fi. Isn't it great to see Sci-Fi back from his semi-retirement? I shouldn't say retirement, he's not ret early retirement. So it's lovely to see him. Let's remind ourselves what we've seen so far, that Jesus brings light to people in darkness. He brings that light by having a huge party, a celebration for everybody who wants to come. And he brings that light by taking everything that is bad and wrong and is against us and defeating it for, it for us, pushing it away and getting rid of it for us. And this passage says how Jesus can do that for us. It says in verse 6, For to us a child is born, a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders. So it says Jesus is going to do all these things, be a light in our darkness, by being born into our world, which is what we remember at Christmas time. And then it says Jesus, when he's born into our world, will have four names. Here's the first one. Jesus will be a wonderful counsellor. I don't know about you, but sometimes I'm in the darkness. I'm wandering around by myself, not knowing what to do, because I've made bad decisions. Sometimes I make bad decisions because I just don't know what the right thing is to do. Sometimes I make bad decisions because I do know what the right thing is to do, but I choose not to do it. I had a little incident a little while ago where I felt in the darkness, lonely and angry and isolated and by myself because I got angry with my family when I shouldn't really have done that. 
Maybe you can think of that, times that you've ended up alone and afraid and feeling like you're in the darkness because you've made wrong choices. Maybe you've been angry with your family or jealous of your friends. You felt alone in the dark. Well, Jesus is a wonderful counsellor. A counsellor in this case is someone who gives advice, who tells you what to do, shows you how to live. And the word wonderful really means someone who does miracles. So Jesus is a miracle working advice giver, a miracle working teacher. Because what Jesus is like is he changes us, does a miracle in our hearts so that we can know the right way to live if we listen to him. That's one of the ways he brings light to darkness. He's a wonderful counselor, a miraculous teacher. There's the second name for Jesus here. He's a mighty God. Jesus is stronger than anything that might scare us. Now that's particularly hard to understand at Christmas, isn't it? Because Jesus came into the world as a tiny little baby. So how can he be stronger than all the things that I'm scared of? All the things I could hurt you? Well, what, how, how about this? Think about this. If someone does something that's against you, is the strongest thing to do to punch them back? Or does it take an even stronger person to force them and uh, take the cost on yourself. I think it's the hardest thing to do. It takes the strongest person to lower yourself and forgive the other person. And so Jesus is the strongest, mightiest God of all because he doesn't crush us but he lowers himself to the lowest possible place, becoming a little poor baby in order to save us. And that's how Jesus defeated all of our enemies, by making himself low. That is the strongest thing anyone ever did. The enormous, glorious Jesus lowering himself. He's such a strong, mighty God because he gave everything away to help us. It's the second name of Jesus, a mighty God. Here's the third name, an everlasting father. You might have good or bad experiences of your own dad, I'm not sure, but the safety of a good father who protects and loves and holds close in is, is an amazing thing. And you might have a good father, but who sometimes messes it up. Or you might have a failing father or a father you've never known. Jesus will provide you the safety and security of a perfect dad who will be there for you forever. An everlasting father. And here's the fourth name Isaiah uses about Jesus. The Prince of Peace. This is the heart of the issue really because why are we wandering around in the darkness? It's because we're God's enemies. We're separate from God. Without Jesus, we don't know God at all. We're separate, not knowing what to do. Lonely, isolated from other people. Scared of everything that might hurt us. But Jesus is the Prince of Peace. 
when you trust him, he makes you at peace with God. And it's like the lights come on. You're friends with God. You're not alone. You don't need to be scared. You can have this huge party. The things you were worried about are nothing compared to God's strength. He's the Prince of Peace. He brings us the peace from God. And Jesus gives us all of those things because he rules, this passage says. There's a crown on Jesus' head and he rules over us. You see, we wander about in darkness. Oh, banging into the plant, watch out plant, banging into the lamp, watch out lamp. We're wandering around in darkness in life because we don't want God to rule us. But if we say to Jesus, the wonderful counsellor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace, if we say to him, you be in charge of me, you guide me, you defeat my enemies, you protect me, you bring me peace with God, well, the lights will go on. And like Zoe described, we'll be having a party and rejoicing. Like Sci-Fi described, we won't worry anymore about all the bad things that could get us. Well, what we're going to do now is hear the whole bit of the Bible that we've been looking at today, read again by Emily. And after we hear the reading, just sit back and listen to it and think about what we've heard. We're going to sing and sign the song we've been learning over the last few weeks, which says what we're saying here about Jesus, that he is strong and kind. That's what we see about Jesus, the mighty God and the wonderful counsellor. And while we're singing that song, listening to this, singing that song, signing it, let's consider, do we want Jesus to rule us, the lights to go on, the party to start, and no fear anymore of what scares us because we entrust ourselves to Jesus, who is strong and kind. This reading is from Isaiah chapter 9, verses 2 to 7. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the deep darkness, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as warriors rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to, for, for, for to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the greatness of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's king throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Jesus, I'm not I should. 
So, I wish I could hear your answers to this question, but I can't. But you can just answer at home. Have you put up your Christmas tree yet? I can understand why people have put them up very early this year, because we need a bit of light and brightness and excitement in our lives at the moment. There's someone in my family is very much objecting to Christmas trees going up before December. Even if you have put your tree up so far, here's the strange thing about looking at this bit of the Bible today, which is all about Jesus being born to give us light, is that it's not Christmas yet. It's only the 29th of November. Christmas isn't until the 25th of December. We still have a long way to go. And that's because this period of time we call Advent, which means waiting, 
we are remembering that Jesus promises these things to people who trust in him and they've begun happening now that he's been born and lived and died and come back to life but they aren't finished yet. So we are waiting for Christmas until the 25th of December and that reminds us that the whole of our lives trusting Jesus we're waiting for him to come back to do all of these things perfectly. So we sort of started the party now with our church family but one day there'll be a party with everybody who's trusted Jesus for history. And our enemies, we know we don't need to be scared of them anymore, we don't need to be scared of sin or death but they still have some power over us, we still are fighting them, we still worry about them. One day sin and death will be gone. At the moment, Jesus is a wonderful counsellor and a mighty God and an everlasting father and a prince of peace for anyone who trusts him. One day he'll be those things over everybody in the world and everything that he's made. The best party, all enemies defeated. But it's like at the moment, the light in the darkness is dawning, but it's not fully bright yet. And waiting for Christmas, Advent, reminds us that the Christian life is waiting for Jesus to rule perfectly forever. You might not be waiting for Jesus. You might just be listening to all of this, but never really trusted in Jesus to bring you peace with God and begun waiting for him to come back, put everything right. And if that's true, Advent would be a great time to start waiting. But waiting for Christmas is actually a good picture of waiting for Jesus to come back in the Christian life. When we are waiting for Christmas in our house, we don't just sit around doing nothing. We get ready for Christmas because we're waiting for it. We put up the lights and we make sure we're in contact with family and we buy presents to send to people and to give to them. It's waiting is active, it's preparing for him to come. And if you have trusted Jesus to give you light in darkness, the waiting for him to come back is an active waiting, trying to bring other people to know the light in their darkness of trusting Jesus. So, our last song today is a really fun song and it's new to us. We don't know it at Christchurch but it is one for a really good boogie, for active waiting. It's called He's Coming Back Again, but it's a good, lively song to get you ready and think about how can I wait actively for Jesus to come back, either by trusting him for the first time or by bringing other people into the light in their darkness. So let's join together in singing He's Coming Back Again. <laughs> 